What is going on, you guys? My name is Josh, also known as Harry Tornado, and I'm here tonight with my two best friends, Drew from Thrifts and Flips. Drew, 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 what's your name? Is it it's Thrifts and Flips, right? <laughs> yes, Drew Thrifts and Flips. Drew Thrifts and Flips, and Joey Bing 22 We are the three amigos of reselling, and uh, me and my boys wanted to start a podcast and talk about reselling and YouTube because we're all resellers and we all have YouTube channels, so we thought it was yep. pretty appropriate. Uh, so. Uh, Drew, I'll let you start. Just uh, give a quick introduction to yourself, uh, of yourself to the listening audience out there, however many people we have on this episode one, season one, episode one of, of the podcast, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. What's up, guys? My name is Andrew. Mostly everybody knows me as Drew or Profit Monsters on YouTube. Uh, and like Josh said, you can find me on Instagram at Drew underscore thrifts and flips. Uh, probably soon to change that to just Profit Monsters to make it easier for everybody. But either way, I'm a full-time reseller. Um, I will be going on a little over a year and a half now, selling reselling online full-time. Um, it's my full-time income. I also have my real estate license, but I am uh, fully invested in, in reselling. Uh, I sell on eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, and Depop, and Facebook Marketplace. Those are the main platforms that I list and sell on. And I love everything about reselling. I have the YouTube channel um, as well as Josh and Joey. And I'm just really looking forward to the future uh, of this podcast. And hopefully you guys learn something from it each episode. And you take something away that can bring some value to you in your reselling journey. Absolutely. Joey. Yo, Tell people up, who you are. <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? This is Joey Bada Bing 22, your local mailman. And um, <laughs> that's my little intro for my uh, YouTube content, but it's all over the board on Instagram, everywhere. Joey Bada Bing 22. And um, like I said, I'm a part time uh, reseller, but a full time mailman. And um, I'm really excited for this podcast. I really like to, I really like to document everything, and especially for YouTube, just to see how far my journey has come. And um, I'm really excited to do this. And let's let's talk reselling. Let's talk reselling and YouTube. And uh, let's get this triple thrift going. I just can't wait. That's right, triple thrift. So we we went back and forth a while on what to name the podcast. And if you have not tried to come up with a podcast name lately, there are a lot of podcasts in the world. Every every time we come up with a good name, I would check it to see if it's already taken. And most of the time, it was. And what's frustrating is that. A lot of the the podcasts were, that had the name already haven't even uploaded a, a, an episode in years. Uh, so instead of trying to you know buy the name from one of those people or do like that, we we had to come up with something that wasn't taken. So Triple Thrift Podcast is going to be the name of the podcast. We're also going to have a YouTube channel that's going to be kind of like the host of the podcast. It's going to be available on Spotify and iTunes and Google Music and Amazon Music and pretty much pretty much any music platform that the pod anywhere you get podcasts you should be able to listen to this podcast totally for free. But we're also going to have a YouTube channel uh, where we're going to upload the audio as well. And that right now at least we're not going to have a video aspect. It's just going to be like the MP3 file uploaded with our our, our logo graphic, you know, whatever we come up with that. Uh, but this is just going to be something you guys can listen to as you list as you pack and ship on Monday mornings. I think we're going to try to, to put out a new episode every Monday morning at like, I don't know, whenever I wake up, like eight or eight, seven or 8 a.m. or whatever, it'll make it live. That way, all of you guys packing out all your great weekend sales, hopefully, will have something to listen to. Uh, and as both Drew and Joy touched on, the podcast is going to be about YouTube and reselling. Uh, we're all resellers. We're all YouTubers. Uh, so I think we have, and we're all different levels. You know, I'm full-time, Drew's full-time, Joey's part-time, but we're all, we've all been doing it different lengths of time and in different ways. So I feel like between the three of us, we should be able to help you guys with any type of, of issue you could be facing in the reselling or YouTube industry. Um, yeah, like I'm a mailman. So you guys can ask me like uh, shipping questions or how to ship or, you know, where to ship to. I mean, it's, it's very simple. Um, but if you guys have any questions, you can comment on, you know, Instagram photos, DM me on uh, Instagram with Joey Bada being 22. So yeah, all, all three of us do. I think we do a pretty good job of answering questions on Instagram. I'm Harry Tornado on Instagram and YouTube. Drew, Drew underscore thrifts and flips, right? That is correct, sir. Yeah, Drew Drew is awesome. Uh, we, I've talked about this in the past, but um, you know, Drew mentioned that he sells on all these different platforms. I just sell on eBay. Joey, you just sell on eBay too, right? Yeah, just eBay. Yeah, but <laughs> Drew's doing 
everything under the sun. And he's he makes a lot more money than both Joey and I put together. Drew, you might as well make another app. <laughs> Invent your own app. There's there's like six other selling platforms that I'm not even on yet. There's Dude, there's, there's Grailed, there's ThreadUp, there's Kitizen. There's so many. I mean, I could I could literally cross post to four or five more apps and there would still be other apps that I ha- would still have yet to find. So the real, real, I mean, there's so many. Yeah. So, it, and I, I know it's, it, it has to be worth your time to, to cross listen all these apps. What do you, I mean, we can, that can be a whole episode of the podcast, like cross posting and is it worth it? You know, that'd be a pretty interesting topic, but you know, like I said, obviously it's worth it, but what's, I guess, what's the, your main headache with cross posting is like, I, I'm assuming it would be taking everything down when it sells on one platform. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's probably the number one uh, issue that I guess you could say I run into or that I forget about something like you, you're out and about, you're out at dinner or whatever, and you make a sale and you're like, yes. And then, you know, next thing, you know, you wake up the next morning and you sold the same pair of shoes overnight and you forgot to take them off of Poshmark, you know, and you sold them on eBay or whatever. And, and luckily there's no f- penalties or for fees or, um, issues with canceling orders uh, on Poshmark, Mercari, or Depop. The flaw in the cross-posting is with eBay. So if you sell something on Poshmark and then you forgot to t- you forget to take it off of eBay, the only way you can get around it is if you message the buyer and tell them there was a mistake in your inventory system or there was an accidental duplicate listing, which is technically lying, I guess you could say. Um, and then you can put the buyer requested to cancel the sale, then you don't get penalized for it but if you just cancel the order and say don't have the item ebay will kind of penalize you for that a little bit and it will strike your account with a little bit of a um what's it called not like a not like an x mark if you will but it's called a transaction defect rate and um, that can affect you if you are a top rated seller on ebay so um, cross posting. I love it. I think it is absolutely worth it. And it always blows my mind to see like what sells on different platforms. Like for example, when we're recording this, it's Sunday night currently, and I'm sitting next to all of the items that I have to get shipped out from the weekend sales. And I literally have sales coming from eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, and Depop. Um, and so when you add them all together, especially if you had like a bad day on eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, and or Depop could make up for the difference of a bad sales day on eBay if you were just listing there. And then the one other thing I would say about cross-posting is sometimes you can have issues. Like I know another reseller who um, had all his eggs in eBay and then he got a Vero strike and his, his account was banned for a year. They completely blocked his account for a year and he had to start all over. So wow. he created he had to com- create a completely new account And, um, he basically lost all of his original listings. And so now he's kind of into Poshmark and Mercari a little bit and those kinds of things. So, um, you know, if you put all your eggs in one basket and then something happens with eBay, like an accidental Vero, I mean, you're kind of in one sense screwed. So I like having the options of cross posting as well, um, as like secondary sources of income, you know, especially because I don't, um, generate a lot of revenue from youtube so you know i have to do whatever i can to make extra income so i love to cross post yeah absolutely it definitely works out works out for you like i said you you i I know for a fact you make way more money reselling than i do uh and it's purely because of your hustle like i don't cross post because i'm too lazy to do it and i know i'm leaving money on the table but um you you mentioned youtube revenue it's no secret that i that my youtube channel does pretty significant income um, and I'm super blessed to, to be able to be in that situation. Like I had my eBay store suspended for three days last week because of a, a Vero. Uh, and people kept commenting on the, on the video I made. They're like, Oh, it, it'll be okay. Hope you, you'll make it through this. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I was just sharing my Vero with the world so they could like learn from it. But I wasn't, I was never stressed out because I had YouTube income to fall back on, you know? Um, right. So whether your multiple streams of income come from listing on multiple platforms or getting into YouTube or or podcasts or having another job as a mailman, that is the most important thing to hear that we're trying to convey is like have multiple streams of income. You do not want to be a full-time reseller where the only source of income you have is selling on eBay. 
because that is incredibly dangerous. If you if you are depending on eBay as your sole source of income to feed your family, please change your strategy immediately because I do not want to see anybody in a situation like I was in last week where eBay suspended my store for three days, took all my listings down for a Vero that was pretty questionable because, you know, like I said, if I'm somebody that depended on that income to feed my family, that would have been three, like three days, like, you know, almost half the week of no sales. Right. And that, that would be, that would be rough if I didn't have the alternate stream of income. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast, like the reselling side of things and the YouTube side of things. Uh, you know, there's other podcasts that talk about just reselling. Um, shout out to Scavenger Life podcast. I listen to that every week. Uh, I, I love those guys. I don't think they're on, I think they have a YouTube channel and they've done some vlogs in the past, but it's mostly just their their actual podcasts that are uploaded to the channel. But they've got like six, 16,000 subscribers or so, and they've been doing it for five, almost 500 episodes. So they are... Wow definitely have a lot of experience. I, I love listening to them. Um, so hopefully our podcast can grow and in, in, into something like that in the future. That'll be really, really cool. Um, touching on what you guys were talking about. Um, basically, when I when I like think about me, like I'm, I'm a full time mailman and working, you know, I know I have that steady check that's always coming in where, you know, I could just come home and just, you know, list at least one thing a day to make sure that my algorithm is going on eBay. So it it keeps me, you know, it keeps me going. Um, But, you know, it's always cool to say like, hey, I got that side cash to either take my girl out to dinner or go, you know, to Disney World because I have annual passes. Hashtag uh, eBay paid for this. Exactly. (laughs) I usually put that on all my Instagram posts. So that's yeah. I love it. I love it's so motivating for people. It it really is because you know you go to Disney and it's like really eBay paid for this. You know even like you know I would never like buy food like out at Disney World and now it's like hey I mean it's you know it's it's okay to like spend a little money because you know we got the money coming in and um, yeah I just think it's really cool to have that side income where you know, I could just basically do whatever I want, you know? So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, reselling drew, um, you, you talked a little bit in the past before, but I want to bring it up on the podcast, like talk a little bit about your old job and how you transferred from, you know, basically working full-time into being a full-time reseller. Sure. So I've kind of been like a business owner from, from day one. Like I always knew I wanted to own my own business. And every time I worked for somebody, there was always issues like I worked for Publix, a grocery store here in Florida, and I worked for them for a year and it was time for my race and they gave me a five cent nickel race. Oh and, <laughs> and and I got like a 99% score on my evaluation. And from those times, I was like, okay, I'm never going to work for someone again if this is how you get treated. And um, so I've owned multiple businesses. I've owned a bread route. I've owned a scooter and motorcycle shop. I own my own t-shirt clothing company back in college. And um a couple other little things here and there. And um, then I got um, a job as a corporate director for an IT company. It was just like a really good opportunity that came up that was unexpected. And um, it was the position was offered to me um, to basically essentially like run the entire HR side of the company. And without getting into too much detail into it, I was doing like all the back end work, payroll and insurances and hiring and firing and, you know, those kinds of things, scheduling. And um, I got fired for no reason, basically, kind of like what happened with Josh, um, which I'm sure he'll tell you about as well. And um, or unfairly fired, I guess you could say, I didn't get a chance to defend myself for the situation. And um, I was already partly selling on eBay at the time, like Hot Wheels cars and stuff, just kind of like getting my feet wet, never really thinking anything of it other than I like going to garage sales. And um once I lost the job for with the corporate IT company, I basically was like, okay, well, I need to figure out something. And so I started applying for jobs and I wasn't getting any responses back from, you know, the websites, you know, like Indeed and, and all those kinds of things. And so I just started going to garage sales and long story short, I found a box of cameras and I paid a hundred dollars for the box of cameras and I started looking them up when I got home and one of them was a Raleigh Flex 2.8J or F or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, it was a really expensive camera. I ended up selling it for $950 within 24 hours of listing it. And that was kind of like the light bulb for me that was like, well, if I can make $950, 
I'll never go back to work for someone else because that's more than I made in a week of working 60 mm-hmm. hours for this IT company, you know, some weeks. And so I was like, all right, let's go. And from that point on, I was just 120% in. I just dove in, just started hustling, putting in the work, staying up late, waking up early, going to sales, you know, garage sales, thrift stores, watching tons of YouTube videos. And uh, then I started making them. And then that's how I found, you know, Josh. And then I met Joey through Josh's channel. And um, the rest is history. <laughs> that, that's awesome, man. Like to, to have such a fine like that and basically the first bulk buy of your reselling career is it, it's super motivating. I've been reselling for about two years now, about a year full time. And I have yet to find, a, you know, a killer item like that. I remember when I was I was making a YouTube video about like 10, 10 of the best used items to flip for profit. And I posted on my Instagram like, hey, guys, give me ideas. Like what are some really good used items to look out for? And I remember you sent me that that message about that at Raleigh Flex Flex. Yeah, is that was yeah, Raleigh Flex. Yeah, and that's not something you're going to find at you know every thrift store, but it's definitely something to keep in the back of your mind that you know a used camera, someone might be tossing out at a garage sale for a couple bucks, could you know profit you over a thousand dollars or close to it. Absolutely, it's, it's awesome. It's still uh, my high, it's still my highest grossing sale to date. I haven't sold anything more expensive than that since, and that was like one of the first things I ever sold on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome yeah yeah you can never i don't know i think being on instagram and like i follow pretty much everybody i follow on instagram is are are resellers or create reselling based content so it, it gets kind of easy to start comparing yourself to others um you know you see people that are just finding killer items day in and day out every time to go to a thrift store they're finding two or three hundred dollar items and you're like man i have I found nothing. I found the $30 pair of shoes for 10 bucks, you know, in the last like month. That's the best thing I found. Uh, so I think in reselling, it's, it's very easy to compare yourself to others, but we have to, you have to realize like when you're starting out, you're going to be hungry for content. You're going to be watching all these YouTube videos and, and following everybody on Instagram. That's what you should do. Cause that's the best way to learn. But at the same time, you can't compare the start of your journey to someone else's middle. There are people out there that are way smarter than you that are going to know different categories and know what sells and they're going to know that they know how to find the good stuff. And instead of, you know, seeing their finds and getting jealous, just see what they're posting, see what they're sharing, keep it, like file it away in your memories in the back of your mind and look for that out in the wild. You, you may not find it ever, but you know, exactly. you might see something next week. Like I, I've, I can't think of one right now, but I know of several occasions where I've seen something in real life that I, that I only recognize because I've seen it on social media, like a week before. I'm like, oh, that guy just found one and sold it for hundred bucks. That's probably worth something. And then I find it, look up comps, and it is. It's you know sometimes worth even more. So learn from people. You know, it's it's perfectly fine to consume the content. Just don't let it consume you. I agree, hundred percent. I would. Really I would say. Quote. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of that. I'm gonna put that I, on a t-shirt. Let's do it. I already have the bear, support your friends berry and onion shirt or save the world berry and onion. So. <laughs> uh, but um, I think that which I think that I've talked to you guys before in the past, like just on Instagram or in our like group chat and stuff. It's just like, especially talking to Joey late at night. Um, cause we, we have some deep conversations, uh, but cause Josh, you go to bed early, but I'm a late I night, do. I'm a late night owl. So, um, but comparing myself has been one of my biggest struggles. Like if I'm just being honest as a reseller since I've done it, because I'm such a competitive guy, like I don't like to lose. So, you know, when I see other people that are doing really good, it motivates me to want to hustle, like to get on Facebook marketplace. You know, if I'm checking Facebook marketplace 30, 40 times a day, it makes me want to check 50, 60 times a day, you know, or, you know, go to thrift stores more or, you know, get my listings done faster. Um, and those types of things. And it's, it's more, it's become now, I, I guess you could say I've matured a little bit as a reseller and it's motivated me more to, um, more, um, excuse me, motivated me more than, uh, affected me like mentally, like bothering me, if that makes sense. So now I don't compare myself as much, whereas it, I use it as motivation to be like, okay, if Josh can, you know, do a live stream and get 1200 subscribers in his live chat, I can get there one day, you know, instead of going, oh, well, Josh, Josh doesn't need to go to a thrift store today. Cause he just made a paycheck doing a live stream. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think about it like that anymore. So, you know, it's super motivating when you can see other people succeeding and then you believe that you can do it as well. You know, 
Yeah, I think I think luck has a lot to do with it in both reselling and YouTube, to be honest. Like they're like I, I do spend a lot of money. Like I, I think you are a better reseller than me. And like I think we we pull off of each other. Like I look to you for the reselling because I'm like, I need to get where Drew is. Like Drew's selling all this stuff. He's listing on all these platforms. He's posting all these solds, you know, day in, day out. Like he found something on Facebook and he listed it and sold it the same day. And then when he went to go meet that person to sell it, he found something else worth even more. I'm like, man, the dude is killing it. <laughs> so the same way you look at, you know, my YouTube and, you know, try to learn from that without getting jealous. I have to look at your, your reselling, like everything you're selling and learn from that without getting jealous there. And then um, you have sorry. me sitting here jealous of both of you guys. <laughs> I'm a part-time reseller and a part-time. We all, we all wish that we could be a mailman on the inside though. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not, not every, I applied when I lost my job with the corporate IT company, I applied for a job uh, with the post office and they declined me. I'm sorry. Did they say why? <laughs> no, no, they didn't say why. They just, they I got an email back that my application was declined. I've, I've, my, my current, the lady who usually picks up my mail broke her arm a couple, it's been like oh, three months ago. Why? She should be, she should be back by now. But after she left, we had a bunch of temporary drivers and based off the quality of those drivers, I don't, I think, I think their hiring standards are pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, this is what I could tell you like straight up is, you know, it's not, the post office is not the same as it was, let's say 10 years ago or even five mm -hmm. years ago, because I started three years ago. And every time, like, I've just like, it was one year that I'm in the post office and they're like, this is not what it used to be. Like it used to be way better than this, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But now it's, it's more, they're just hiring people to hire people. You know, I, I don't, I don't feel like they're really putting in, I mean, they hired a 70 year old. I'm not even kidding. A 70 year old to come work at my post office. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. You want to hire someone that's like 20, 25 years old that can get the job done and do it properly, you know? Um, right. But you know, then, then there's, then there's people where, you know, they're 40 years old and they're just trying to get like, you know, just a paycheck. I, you know, I don't know, but I, I just, I don't, I don't agree with management right now. You know, it's just, it's not right. But I don't want to get in trouble for this. I don't know if it's government or not, but <laughs> you know, I love my job and I'm just so appreciative. Like basically I take my packages every morning and bring them in and send them out. I mean, I think it's, it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I can look at you, you know, um, when you first met me in my live stream, I was doing a live stream and something didn't work out with the guest I had on. So I opened up a live stream for anybody. And Joey, you were the first people to, uh, one of the first people to jump in that live stream and you were working, you were like in your mail truck and you're like, dude, I'm so excited to be here. Guys, and it was like, when, when I heard, and I feel bad because I, I think she's from Alaska. It was big drift thrift or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Allison. And she was supposed to be on the live and I'm, you know, I listen to my mail truck. Every time you go live, Josh, I'm listening. So, <laughs> so, um, and then I heard from you like, oh, her, you know, computer's not working or her Wi-Fi's not working. And I was like, okay, like, what is he going to talk about? And then he's like, all right, I'm going to drop the link inside the chat. And I'm like, no way right now. There's no way I could talk to Josh. Like, no way. So, you know, I click on the live stream and I get on and he's like, hey, what's up, man? And I'm like, I'm all fangirl, fanboy, whatever you want to call it. But I screamed at the top of my lungs. I'm like, Josh, you're the best. And, you know, everyone's in the chat like, who's this guy? Like, you know, but. And you said everyone in the chat, like, dude, your energy, when you came into the chat, like yeah. you brought this energy with you then, and it was just contagious. Everybody, everybody watching that chat, I guarantee you was sitting at their computer or sitting on their phone, smiling ear to ear yeah. as they were watching you. Cause that's just what you do, man. You walk into a room, whether it be virtually or physically, and you just light it up, man. And, and you want to be a full-time reseller. Totally you said, to I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're so modest. <laughs> No, but dude, that, that's, that's your thing, though. That your your personality is what sets you apart from everybody else. If you want to make it on YouTube, any can any category, but specifically YouTube as a reseller, you've got to change it up. You can't just make the same old what's sold videos as everybody else. You can't yeah. just do the same Ben's Hall videos that everybody and their mom's doing. You mm -hmm. you show up to YouTube with a with a personality and you know just a presence like you do. 
that's what sets you apart, man. That's why you're able to hit, you just hit 2,000 subscribers, didn't you? Yeah, man, 2,000. I, 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 yeah. I have the goosebumps right now. It just sounds crazy, but I just want to thank you, Josh. You definitely put me out there and people notice it, man. It's it just, it's just been a true blessing. I mean, I say it every day. I, I talk to my girl and I'm like, Des, like, I'm just so happy where I'm at. Like, I, I just want to, you know, blow this up. I want to do this right. And I just want to be financially free and be able to go see you again or go see Drew like I just did this weekend and, you know, go have fun and still resell at the same time. Like, that's the dream. Like, I, like I bought a pair of shoes for $24 with Drew and it's going to pay for everything that I did this weekend. So it just, it's just awesome to, to be able to do yeah. Dude, reselling is just, it's, it's just like in your bones. You know, even if I'm like retired, like a millionaire one day, like everything's worked out for me, I'm still going to go to thrift stores looking for deals, man. Like I might not sell it on eBay, but I might just look for deals and like give it away or something just because I love finding deals. I love just finding items that I know the value of that you can acquire for so much cheaper than that. Mm -hmm. It's just addicting, dude. And to be able to turn that like, the passion I have for that and like how much fun I have doing that to turn that into a business that I could use to support my family full time, like just like Drew's doing, just like Joey's trying to do like, dude, it's it, 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 I'm beyond blessed. Like, it, it's just insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I've always been like a cheapo from day from day one, like, you know, people people make fun of me because like, I'm the cheapest person you'll ever meet. Like, I'll pick up a penny off the ground if I see it and put it in my coin jar, you know, <laughs> um, and uh it's just it's just known among, amongst my friends that I like to save money and I'm I'm just cheap. Like if I can get a better deal on something, like I literally just I've been looking for a new office chair for like a month because the one I was using was hurting my back, and I was gonna buy one at IKEA and then they didn't have the model that I wanted and I didn't want to pay for the higher model because it, I sat on it in the showroom and I didn't like it and then I ended up um, getting a Facebook Marketplace pickup today and then on my way home my wife texted me and said that. One of our friends on Facebook was giving away a office chair for free. And I was like, sign me up. I'm on my way. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting in it right now. And it's so much more comfortable. And like I would just stuff like that happens all the time where people just, you know, throw stuff out. And this is literally how we make our living. But people throw stuff out um, or donate it or sell it cheap in a garage sale and just realize that it has no value or, or think it has no value when really it is extremely valuable um, to other people. But a lot of people don't even really know that the reselling world even exists because, mm -hmm. because people are technology is advancing so fast and stuff. People just think like yesterday's, you know, PS3, you know, PS3 is trash because the PS4 is out, you know, but people still buy PS3s. People still buy original Xboxes. People still buy Ataris you know, you can go back and all the way to the, you know, beginning of video games and people still buy them and people still collect them and whatnot. And so, you know, but going back to what I was saying, just like I've, I'm naturally cheap. So, you know, this job makes me so happy because when <laughs> I find something that I know has value and I'm like, I can't believe this person threw this pair of shoes in the donate pile of their, you know, their house. And now it's at Goodwill and I just sold, you know, like, I'm looking at, you know, the stuff that I have in front of me that I have to ship today. And just like, it amazes me like a pair of shoes uh, that I picked up for $9 at the flea market a couple weeks ago. And I sold them for $80. Like there's, there's just no better feeling than knowing that first of all, you found a buyer for something that they paid for it. It wasn't like you forced anybody to pay for it. You know, you provided a product that somebody was looking for, but you got it for such a good deal and you know you you brought the product and the buyer together and you made money doing it it's just like it's like the trifecta of 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 reselling life i don't know how to describe it it's just like walking on clouds when you make a sale and you're like dude i got this for free out of a dumpster and someone paid me 25 dollars for it you know but drew you when you do that, you realize that you're taking those dumpster shoes away from somebody who could have had them for free. Yeah, like a there could have been you, could, you. The homeless person could have went in that dumpster looking for shoes, and they're not going to find them because you are greedy and you took them from them. And and it was actually their exact shoe size. So Drew, like, mm -hmm. messed up, bro. Dang, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize. Uh, you you mentioned that like 
people don't realize things are worth value that like there's so many like just there's such a big spectrum of opinions in reselling like there's people that are just like huh you can sell stuff on ebay i thought that was just for like you know auctioning and auctioning auctioning off like old antiques or something like no like 80 something percent of stuff sold on ebay is brand new like they just don't realize that ebay is as is as big as it is uh, and then there's other people who just hear the word reseller and like vomit in their mouth a little bit because they just think we're you know stealing candy yeah. from babies you know like get a real job go to college idiot i'm like guys i, I get it you know like like i said told you guys before i think a lot of resellers are snakes when it comes to operating their business they're thinking of every way to to save a buck, whether that be, you know, morally and ethically right or not. Uh, and, and, you know, that's just not the way to do it. You know, all three of us are evidence in how you could run a profitable business reselling and on YouTube, you know, it, with morals and doing everything, you know, in an honorable way. And the, you funny, don't have to, the funny thing is we're not in debt and, um, you know, we're probably making more than someone that has a bachelor's degree in something. You know what I mean? That's, I feel yeah. like that. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, reselling again with the spectrum, like re, you could do, you could just sell things part-time. You know, if you just want to get into it, you could sell three things a month just to make enough to pay, you know, your Netflix Long bill or something, yeah. or you could, you know, make six figures. It's really what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. I like to think of eBay as like a, any type of sales job. Like if you're in sales, you can make $20,000 a year, or you can make $500,000 a year. It just depends on how much work you want to do and how good you are. Absolutely. And, and I think, like I think sourcing, when sourcing smart is definitely how I source because, you know, I, I find something that, you know, either it's one to $10, you know, I don't really want to spend over that certain amount unless, you know, I can make 200 or $300. I mean, you know, you want to go in the thrift store with a mindset where, you know, I'm going to buy this for $5 and sell it for 40 or 50. That That's what I do. You know, I'll, I'll throw stuff. The only stuff that I buy that you know, I only sell for like thirteen to fifteen dollars is hats. It's just they're quick and easy to list for me because you know I, you know, full time being a mailman, you know, trying to hang out with your family and stuff. Um, it's definitely just easy to throw up a hat. I bought for a dollar and I could sell it for thirteen to fifty, like thirteen to fifteen dollars, and then maybe find a vintage hat that could sell for more. I mean, it's just really simple for me. Throw it right in a box and you know, ship it out. You know. Yeah, I think I think one of the greatest things for me about being a reseller at this point in my career, I guess you, if you want to refer to it as that, is there is limitless and endless knowledge of things to learn and to sell. Um, and we, you guys kind of hit on that earlier. And that's why I just wanted to pop in and, and just say that because it, I have learned so many different items that I never would have imagined. Like Josh, you were saying, some people just think that, re, you know, eBay is for antique auctions and stuff. And from being a reseller, and being part of Facebook groups and Instagram and watching YouTube videos, like some of the things that I've learned about how much money they sell for, like literally blows my mind. Before I became a reseller, I used to play Guitar Hero and Rock Band with my friends back in high school, like every Friday, like the crew would come over, we'd have like rock band parties, we'd go swimming in my pool, we'd hang out, you know, play games all night. But like our big thing was to play like Mario Party and Rock Band. And I had like seven guitars, two drum sets, like the whole nine. And when I got married and moved, I moved them to my first apartment. And then after that, like they just sat in my my, my closet. And I kid you not, probably, probably a year before I became a reseller, I threw them all in the trash because I hadn't played with them. And looking looking back on it, like I still cry thinking about how much money I threw away in the garbage. Like, because I never even thought like, oh, I can donate these to Goodwill and someone can use them. I just thought they're taking up so much space in my closet that they're just annoying me at this point. And I threw mm -hmm. them all in the trash, you know, and now Guitar Heroes good stuff is like one of my favorite things to sell because they sell so quick and they're very profitable, you know. And so just learning different things that resell has like almost been one of the things that has made me continue to become a reseller because you can literally learn a new product every day and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you could sell light bulbs on eBay for $20 and get them at Ace Hardware for a dollar, you know, or pots and pans, you know, or, you know, whatever video games, you know, like I, I didn't really know that people still paid a hundred dollars for paper Mario for the GameCube, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, or NCAA 14 for $140, 
Yeah. yeah. Nuts. One of my favorite video game sales was when Animal Crossing came out and I sold a copy of Animal Crossing for GameCube for more. It was I sold it for like 75 bucks, which was more than the new Animal Crossing cost for Nintendo Switch. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Literally in video games, literally increase in value if you got the right titles. Uh, it's just it's crazy, dude. There's there's money to be made in every single category out there. You just have to know what items in that category to look for. And nobody can ever know everything. I mean, I've, I've been reselling for two years. I'm sure I walk past stuff at thrift stores and yard sales all the time that are worth huge amounts of money. I'm sure we all pass up stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Day. It's a never-ending learning curve, which I think is awesome, which is why I love reselling so much because you're always learning about something. As long as you have the drive to be a reseller and you are open to doing whatever it takes to make money, you'll always find something new that you're like, I would have never known about Hoka One One shoes if I hadn't you know, started following other shoe resellers on Instagram. And I'm like, what? People pay $80 for these shoes used? Like, I don't pay, I don't pay $20 for new shoes. That's how cheap I am, you know? <laughs> as, as you said that, I just sold a pair of SAS, the San Antonio Shoe Company. These are like ugly white women's orthopedic walking shoes, like the grandma shoes with the Velcro, excuse me, hook and loop. We can't say Velcro. <laughs> going to get a Vero. Vero. I found those at Salvation Army or at Goodwill in my video last week. I paid $6.50 for them. I was going to list them last week, but that's when my Vero suspension kicked in. So I listed them Friday and they just sold full asking price of $59 plus shipping. Let's go. Let's go. Like most people would see those at a thrift store and say, oh, those are worthless. Like those like you don't realize that you don't realize that those shoes brand new are probably like 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like orthopedic shoes are crazy expensive, but unless you're a person that needs orthopedic shoes or sells orthopedic shoes, you're not going to know that. Yeah, exactly. There's so much to learn, dude. And there's, there's so much money out there. If you just take the time to do the research and watch the, what sold videos on YouTube and learn the different categories. And that's exactly what I did. I saw rally roots and a couple of people make videos about selling SAS and learn that SAS stands for San Antonio shoe company. Maybe people are listening to this podcast right now and they are just now hearing about SAS shoes. And if you can find them in good condition, grab them. I paid again, $6 and 50 cents into $59 plus shipping in two days. That's some good. Some people work, some people work a full day's work at a part-time job to make that same amount of money. Exactly. Yeah, that used to be me. I used to work at KFC as a manager making $8 an hour. I was, I was the most unappreciated person in the world, it felt like. And I was making so little money. I remember I was working at KFC and I worked over 20 hours overtime one week. And I was so excited for my next paycheck. And my that paycheck for 20 hours overtime was like $690 or something for two weeks. So like 10 hours overtime each week. And I was ecstatic. I was like, oh my gosh, I got almost $700. This is almost my rent in one check. And now I'm like, dude, I can't believe I worked that job for so long. Like they didn't care about me. I was working my face off for $8 an hour. And there's so many people out there that are doing that day in and day out. And they don't realize how much opportunity there is out there. If they just, just start. It doesn't have to be reselling. Just do something else other than working for someone. Yeah, that's one of the main goals with my YouTube channel, which is why I started originally was to teach people and to show people like you don't have to work a nine to five if you don't want to. Like, like, for example, Joey, he'll tell you he has a plan like he wants to do the mailman thing for a certain amount of time, make a certain amount of money, whatever. And then he wants to be a full time YouTuber and reseller. So like he has a plan and he's working towards it. But for people like me, I lost my job. I had nothing else to go to. I literally started day one selling video games and shoes out of my own house, out of my own closet. And, you know, that was like some of the first few things I listed was my Super Nintendo games. The 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 first sale that like really got me going other than the camera was I sold an original copy of um, Earthbound for the Super Nintendo that was in my video game collection. And it sold literally almost instantly of listing it for $150. And you know, I sold that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like a full day's work for me at my full-time job that I just lost. And Mm -hmm. you know, when you realize that and you can show other people, like it's literally that easy. You go to Goodwill, you wake up in the morning, you don't clock in, you know, you don't have to dress up. You don't have to do any of that. You go on your own terms, you work on your own terms. And like Josh said earlier, the more you work, the more you'll make, the harder you 
work, the more effort you put in, the more you cross list, you know, the more opportunities will present themselves to you. But um, I just never looked back from that point. And I really want to help people realize the potential, like you said, Josh, that there's just so much potential for people to have freedom from what they absolutely hate. Like, okay, someone that's in car sales that's making $140,000 a year selling used cars may not want to resell her job, but they may find that they enjoy going to garage sales on the weekends when they have days off and just making a little extra money to, you know, go out on the weekends or to whatever, you know what I mean? Have nice, have nice things. Um, and then it makes when you're selling things like that, like there's a lot of sales jobs you can make good money. But I, I, but you got to think like, do you ever feel bad? Because like to make a lot of money as a used car salesman or really any type of salesman outside of reselling, I feel like sometimes you may do things that are a little questionable. Maybe I'm just, I, I don't know. Maybe I just have a bad image of salesmen. But you know, you think of used car salesmen. There's like some sleazy tactics, and if you see a successful used car salesman, you're like, okay, can I trust this guy or not? But with reselling you're making a significant income for yourself. And usually the people that are buying your items are getting a good deal. Like those orthopedic shoes I just sold. Somebody bought those for 59 bucks, which were normally if they would have bought them new would be probably 150. And those were worn like once, like the, they were white on the bottom and the bottom looked like they had, you know, worn around in the house and the grandma just didn't like the way they fit. And then she donated them. So they got basically a new pair of shoes for a significantly lower price. So I feel good about that. I've never sold anything that, I feel guilty about. I've never like had to scheme anybody into buying something. I just find things that are so cheap that I could still sell them for a good price to the to the buyer and still make a significant income. And I feel like with a normal sales job, you know, you've got quotas and you've got a boss to answer to and you've got numbers and goals to meet. Sometimes you can get stressed out and maybe maybe do some sleazy things. I don't know. I'm not accusing anybody, but you know, <laughs> pirate ship boxing bag. <laughs> You, but you, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I, I love, I love what we do. You know, we, we can make it for ourselves. We're, we're free to do whatever we want for the most part, except for Joey. <laughs> Josh, is that why you bought your car on Carvana? Yeah. Cause I didn't want to deal with a car salesman. Like, <laughs> like when we bought Haley's car, my wife, Haley, I mean, we were in the dealership for five hours. Like we went in found a car and it still took that long just to go back and forth. And we ended up getting like, $700 off the price. You know, I'm like, I just don't want to deal with that anymore. Went to Carvana. Literally, once you pick out the car, not sponsored by the way, but once you pick out the car on Carvana and you start doing the paperwork, it takes 20 minutes and then they deliver the car right to your house. And I'm, I'm never going to go to no, another dealership again to buy a car because the process is just so simple now. Has when I, the, the guy at the Toyota dealership called me the same day I got, got the car from Carvana, asked me if I was still looking for a car. I'm like, nope, bought it on Carvana. And he was like, Dang, lost another one to Carvana. I'm like, yeah, because you can't compete, dude. Like, people are tired of the BS of salesmen and going back and forth. And is this your best price? Is this your best price? People don't want to deal with that anymore. Just tell me how much it is and let me buy it. Like, show me what the car is. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want questions. I don't want to know if, I don't want to worry about if you're going to rip me off or not. I just want to see what the car is, see that the price is comparable to other model, models, see what other people are paying. And just know that, yeah, you can make a profit off of me. That's fine. You're, you're a business owner. I'm not mad at you for making a profit. Just don't put me through the ringer trying to squeeze every last dime out of me. Just let me pay you a fair profit and move on with my day. That's perfect. And that's what reselling is. People don't want to go back and forth at the orthopedic shoe salesman <laughs> in your office. They just want to find the pair of shoes in their size and buy it and have it shipped to their house. Are you sure that's that Velcro, I mean, a uh, hook and loop is going to, you know, fit me well or oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotta we gotta watch the velcro man we can't say that <laughs> can't say velcro can't say onesie velcro was what i got vero'd for for seven days seven day ebay suspension yeah. or use it for act like it was a listing that had been up for a while wasn't it yeah and i made a youtube video about it but i didn't make 47 viewer sales from it <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like I thought it was um, the support. The, my point is, is that the support in the reseller community is insane. It's amazing, and mm -hmm. I was I was being sarcastic in in 
in the sense that like I'm not literally salty about it. I just it's funny yeah, because yeah. Josh, you know, made a video about it and then all his supporters were like, Give us your eBay link. I'm gonna super chat you. Get let me let me pay you money and Josh's I was literally saying, like, please don't like, yeah. like I like ten people asked for my eBay link. I'm like, okay, I'll do it, but please, please don't buy anything. Like because <laughs> like I said, I was just sharing the information just to be helpful. Like I'm like I'm not hurting for sales or anything, but people just still want to support you. If you put yourself out there, you know, there's good and bad things that come with putting yourself out there on YouTube, obviously. But for the most part, I get overwhelming support from the community because I feel like I've put a lot of time and energy into creating helpful and entertaining videos. And people, when they see that you're in a rough spot or what appears to be a rough spot, they of course want to support you. So and, I, and, and I think everybody in the reselling community agrees. And I was doing a, a YouTube live last night. I was doing some listings um, late night listings. And I had some people in the chat and we were just talking about different topics and, and almost everybody in the chat agrees that you have one of the most professional and well-edited channels and you are one of the most honest and upfront people that share the information. Um, and it just like, we were talking about different channels and different people and everybody for the most part had just really good things to say about you and, and the way you handle your channel. And I think that that, you know, is, uh, a, a, um, a reflection of your character of who you are, I guess you could say in the natural, like in real life off of YouTube, like people obviously see that you're not some fake person on and off camera. And then mm -hmm. the fact that people are willing to give you their hard earned money. Like when you think about it, resellers resell to make money. And then that reseller is paying you in a super chat or buying something from your eBay store to support you knowing that you are reselling whatever they just bought from you. You know, and that is amazing that yep. the reselling community is so supportive. No, you're not going to get all 47,000 viewers of your, you know, video. But the fact that you made, I don't know why I said 47,000, but the fact that you made 47 sales from it is just absolutely insane. And it just shows like there's so much support, you know, in the community um, in reselling. And that's why I really love being a part of like Instagram and, and, and uh, Facebook and YouTube and stuff is because. I actually haven't really met another group of people who like are into the same thing, like on Twitter or on um, uh, Reddit or anything like that, where 98% of everybody is really nice and everybody cares about other people and their success. There's not really many other communities that you can say that for, like the gaming community on YouTube. There's a lot of beef. There's a lot of hate, you know, all this kind of stuff. But the mm -hmm. recent community there's quite a bit of love and I love that. I'm yeah, absolutely, man. Joey. What's up? You still there? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still here. Um, so, well, so what do, I want to do something like for every podcast, um, kind of like, let's talk about like our best sales during the week. Can we do that? Maybe. Or like maybe have like a weekly thing that we could look forward to like next week so that yeah. we'll like have something to like come back for, you know? Yeah, it's, I think since we're doing like doing the podcast weekly, it'd be cool to have like a weekly update of, of just us individually. You know, each of us talk about maybe the best and worst thing to happen this week or something like that. That could yeah. be sales or whatever. I, I think it's good to give a weekly update for sure. Do you want do you want to start, Joey? Is that what you're saying? Did something good happen? Yeah, of course. Let's <laughs> hear it. Let's hear it. Um, so I bought this baby doll, like a life-size baby doll. I'm not even kidding. Probably as big as your, uh, your son, uh, baby Zeke. Um, and I bought this toy like doll right when like this coronavirus hit and, um, I've had it since March and I was like, I'm never going to sell this. Why did I buy this? I, I paid $8 for this life-size baby. I have to stare at it every single time I put in like something in the closet um, but it finally sold and I was like, what? Like I got an offer for it and I accepted it. I had it up for like 75 bucks and, um, it was an offer for 60. So I was like, let me take that. That's an awesome sale. Um, it was, I don't, I forget the name brand. Let me look it up, but it, it's very life size. Like I'm not even kidding. It's like an actual baby. Um, <laughs> the, the, the brand is Pat Seacrest or Pat Seacrest. Um, but yeah, I'll probably put this in one of my YouTube videos because it was a very cool doll. Uh, the name was Eddie. It was from 1995, a vintage doll. Um, very, very cool little thing right there. 
So I'm really awesome. it sound like it was a, like a, a profitable sale in terms of money. And also you got rid of an item that was annoying. I have, I have so many of those like, big, it wasn't annoying. Weird it was scaring me. Like I had to get it out. <laughs> it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> well, Drew, what, was your, on that sale. what was my best sale this week? Yeah. Let me uh, try to pull it up here. Or just one of them. Um, I've had a couple of really cool sales. I just sold some, uh, during the live stream, I just sold some Peeps chocolate pudding flavored marshmallow bunnies for $7.98. I was staring at those at your office the other day. <laughs> I think I paid like 20 cents per pack for them when they were on Easter clearance. And I don't know, it was just one of those things that I was like trying to just, I went to Walmart I was having a bad day or something and I was like, I need to buy like a candy bar or something. And then I, saw, I saw all these different flavors of peeps and I started scanning them. It's like the first thing that goes to my mind when I see something weird, like cotton candy, blueberry flavored peeps. I'm like, let me scan these. Like I got some iced pumpkin flavored uh, hostess cupcakes in my office right now. And uh, it's like a seasonal item and I scanned them and they're selling for like $22 a box on eBay right now. So I bought one to eat and one to sell. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Um, limited edition seasonal stuff that's where it's at man it, anything food health and beauty anything yeah. that's limited editions i always scan it i i've had quite a few interesting sales um this weekend but one that probably i would like to share that stands out to me is this pair of adidas women's shoes that i sold um i had an offer like four days ago for for them they were originally listed at 69.99 plus shipping it was a used pair of shoes i got at the thrift for like eight bucks and someone made me an offer of fifty dollars I counter offered at 59, which is like a, Hey, meet me in the middle type of offer. And they declined the offer. And I was a little bit salty at first. I was like, man, $50 is still a good sale for a used pair of shoes. Um, you know, but I was trying to, you know, maximize my sale, of course. And that's the risk you take with reselling when you counter offer. Um, and then yesterday they sold for full list price of 69.99 plus shipping. So I was really happy about that, that it kind of, you know, came full circle and I ended up selling them full price. So sometimes holding out is worth it. You know, if I could have accepted the offer for $50 and made a decent profit, uh, but I felt like the right thing to do was to counter offer because I also counter offer based on the comps. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to, if the comps are showing they're selling for $69.99, then I have no reason to sell them for 50 unless I'm just desperate for money that week, which I try to never run my business off of that model. You know, um, a lot of people are like the turn and burn, make fast sales, you know, a fast nickel versus slow dime. And I'm more of like a follow the comps. If the comps are showing they'll sell for $69.99, the right buyer will eventually come. It's just a matter of, are you willing to wait for that right buyer? And mm -hmm. so I sent a counter offer in the middle, like I said, didn't work out. And then they sold for fullest price. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. I, uh, I, I remember you had like a, like a pair of what, like white Nike free runs. And you had them listed for like, I think like 80 bucks or so. And you had said that somebody sent you a message on Poshmark saying like, oh, you're never going to get that much for these. These are just, these are just free runs. What are you talking about? And you're like, hey man, I'm just based off the comps. And then like the next day you sold them full, full asking price. Oh yeah. I, I, those, those are like the cherry on top of reselling for me. Yeah. <laughs> when someone tells you really 125 for used shoes, you'll never get that. And then like you know, insert SpongeBob six hours later and then you sell it for full price. It's just like that feeling to me is just the cherry on top for reselling when for someone sure. tries to tell you how to run your business and then you make the full price sale. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, I think, I don't know. I mean, I had a lot of sales this week, even despite being on the three day suspension because I had so many viewer sales. Um, but one of the sales that stands out sold this weekend, um, sold on Saturday, it was a Levi's denim jacket. Really nice. Not a not a vintage one, but it was like the wool lined. And I got it at Goodwill in a video like seven or eight months ago. It's been listed for a while. And I, I, I had listed it at like $85 without best offer. And I just left it alone. And somebody messaged me and said, hey, I really want the jacket, but I can only do $70. Is, is that okay? And of course, when they send you messages like that, eBay gives you a, a chance to counter offer or like reply with offer. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'd spent like, I think it was like 650 or 675 on the jacket. It's been listed for eight months. Uh, it's sold with free shipping, but it'll probably, 
I don't, it's pretty thick. I don't know if it'll go in a padded flat rate envelope or, envelope or not, but they're in like Kentucky or something. So it'll probably cost nine bucks to ship out. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I could possibly hold out and you know, we're getting into winter. Somebody might pay $85, but I'm just, I'm just happy to move it out. And I'm really proud of that item. Like I know that that's a really high quality item. So I wish I could like be there when the customer gets it and opens it up. You know, I, I love selling stuff that I think is cool because I'm like, oh, man, I really hope the customer thinks this is as cool as, as I do. You know, some things I sell like those orthopedic shoes. I'm like, uh, I think nah. these are dumb, but whatever. I hope they work out for you. But this, I'm like, yeah, if it was, if I needed one, I needed a new jacket, I would probably would have kept it for myself because it's, I just really like the way it look and, um, it's also but, nice to know where there's kind of a little bit of a reassurance when somebody messages you and says they really want it more than yeah. likely, you know, it's not going to get returned. And that's yeah. a good feeling too. Like you can take a little bit of security in yourself. Like I'll accept a lower offer knowing that this guy really wants it. And there's a 99.9% .9 chance he's not going to return it. Yeah, for sure. sure. That's a really good feeling when you know that, like I had a sale one time, it was this Beverly Hills horse, like a very nice horse that I had. And um, I picked it up for a dollar at uh, Goodwill and um, I brought it home and I'm like, this horse has got to be worth something. Because, you know, I only have 30 minutes on my lunch break and it was a very nice quality um, plush and um, brought that thing home. And I looked like comps up and it was like 50 bucks. I'm like, dude, this is great, you know. Um, and I sold it to this little girl. Kid you not. This girl, I guess, got a hold of her um, mom's phone. And um, I think there was only like two listed and I listed mine a little under. I think they had it at $45.99. I listed mine at $39.99. I think I should have put up for a lot more, but um, it sold like in 10 minutes. I was like, what? Like, this is nuts. Um, but this little girl sent me a message and she's like, she's like, hey, um, I really love this horse and I want it really, really bad. Like, I'm not even kidding, like exactly like that. And I'm like, I know this has got to be like a little seven-year-old or like nine-year-old that really wants this horse. And um, I'm like, okay, um, all you have to do, like I, I was being professional. I was like, well, you know, if you really want it, you know, you just buy it, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so she bought it and I was like, oh my gosh, like I hope she doesn't get in trouble, you know? Um, so, you know, then I get a message like 10 minutes later and she's like, can I cancel the order? And I'm like, no, I was like, I didn't know what to say. Like, <laughs> so I didn't message anything back. Like, I was just like, maybe she'll send another, like another one. Sends another one two minutes later. She's like, it's okay, I could buy it. And I'm like, all right, I'm not. Listen, I'm not even kidding. Sends another one back and says, hey, um, my mom, you know, I do chores and stuff, and I don't know if I have enough money for this. Uh, you know, I guess it's okay to to buy it. And I'm like. Oh my gosh, like I cannot go through this right now. Like this little girl wants this horse. Is it going to return? Is it not? Like, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ship it out. I ship it out the next morning and again, it says, I need to cancel this. Um, my mom is going to kill me. Like all this stuff. Like, I'm like, no. I was like, look, I'm going to send it. If your mom wants to send it back, she'll send it back. And she's like, okay. Um, and then it got there and then I got positive feedback. Like, I don't even think she wrote anything. It was just like positive feedback. I was like, this is great. I sold this horse in 10 minutes, but it was funny because it's a little girl. You could tell like how she was, you know, texting on the, on the app. So I thought it was really funny. Yeah. She just given it to her for free, Joey, taking uh, advantage. I know. Little girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, guys, we're coming up on 58, 58 minutes here. So I think we should round it out. But um, like I said before, we're going to have a, a YouTube channel that's the, I guess you would call it sister of this podcast. So the podcast is going to be, be available on YouTube and all the podcast platforms. So if you guys that are listening to this, um, if you're listening to this, you probably already figured this out. But if you have an Amazon Alexa or Google Home or anything like that, you should be able to just say, let me unplug my Alexa first before I, before I say this. Alexa, play the most recent episode of Triple Thrift Podcast. And the latest episode should be. Uh, pop up for you and then boom you hear your local mailman coming at you live <laughs> exactly exactly so uh, thank you guys for recording with me tonight i appreciate that i'm super excited for where this podcast is going to go um and uh we'll just it'll it'll be a weekly thing uploaded probably every monday morning just so you guys have a pretty good uh you know timeline in your head uh and we'll talk about everything reselling and youtube related 
Uh, and I think I think we mentioned this right here at the end, guys. I think that we this first episode was really to like let everybody know who we are, introduce ourselves, you know, give a little bit of our backstories. But we do plan to have like some themed topics that we're going to discuss per per episode. Um, and so that can be something you can look forward to as well as um, if you have something that you want us to discuss and our opinions on it, feel free to shoot any of us a DM um, on Instagram. And we'd be more than willing to throw that into the chat as well. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Um, I'm Joey Badabing22 on Instagram. If you have any questions about the mail or anything, hit me up. Hit him up. All right, guys. This podcast is ending. I'm taking the ending from uh, Scavenger Life Podcast. This podcast is ending in three, two, one. Bye. (laughs)